Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Kerry Edelman Show. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. I am so excited tonight as we have the hard rock and also referred to as electronic horror band separations coming on. So I will be bringing on Will Craft and a vocalist in a moment, but before I bring him on, I just want to do a brief introduction to my show and then do some uh, background information on the band to introduce them, and then I'll bring him on. I started my show, I can't believe it's approximately four years ago now, four plus years. I really wanted to create a forum where I could bring people on in the entertainment industry to help support and promote them. A little bit about myself. Um, my background is I'm a clinical psychologist. Uh, that's what I do for a living. But I also have passion for the entertainment industry. I've done some writing for some magazines. I'm also a singer-songwriter with an album out. And I can personally relate to how difficult and challenging the industry can be. So, again, that is why I really created this radio show to really help support and get people's names out there. So if people are not aware of some of the bands that I've had on my show, and I highly recommend people just check out the podcast and support all these amazing entertainers. Um, some of the bands I've had on are from Ashes to New, Starset, Shaman's Harvest, Nonpoint, Bobaflex, Gemini Syndrome. I've also interviewed many comedians, filmmakers, etc. So again, please support these guys and everyone I've had on my show to help them spread the word and get their names out there. A couple of things I want people to please keep in mind, although I mentioned I'm a clinical psychologist, my show is purely meant for entertainment purposes. Um, we do like to have a good time on my show. Please share, you know, interesting stories, sometimes embarrassing stories, but just leave any um, identifying information out because we don't want to personally humiliate anyone. And my show, again, is purely meant for entertainment purposes. We're not doing any type of a formal therapy or assessment, but sometimes we will talk about things um, in an educational format if it's uh, applicable. So if you're tuning in, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. If you want to call in, the number is 805-243-1320. And I do have a chat room open, but unfortunately I'm a one-person show, so I'm going to be focused um, on the interview. All right, so let's give some uh, brief background information because I'm going to do a nice detailed interview tonight and take you on a really cool journey with Will Crafton from Separations. So Separations, they originate out of Atlanta, Georgia. Sorry, Georgia. Um, they're signed to Imogen Records, and the band recently released their debut album, which is it's such a great album. People have to check it out, titled Dream Eater. Um, in a short period of time, these guys have uh, done a lot. They're... Dream Eater uh, single right now, which I currently read, congratulations to them, is in the uh, top, it's number 40 on the active rock chart. So let's keep voting for them and let's get this song to the top. And they also just recently finished up the Monster Energy Outbreak Tour, which featured artists such as Nothing More, The Color Morale, and Turbo Wolf. So check them out. Go to facebook.com forward slash separations official to uh, get some information on them and uh, find out upcoming shows, events, etc. And lastly, I want to also thank uh, Chip Ruggieri from Chipster PR and Consulting Incorporated. I've done a ton of interviews with him, and he's always a pleasure to work with, so it was great to set up the interview with Chip again to get separations on my show. Uh, without further ado, let's get Will on. Hey, Will, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Good, good. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Definitely. I'm glad to be here. Cool, cool. Where are you right now? Are you back in Atlanta, Georgia? 
Yes, I am. I am back home. We made it back, I think, uh, three days ago. Okay. Okay, nice. And unfortunately, I saw that, I guess, towards the end of the tour, unfortunately, you were having some car diffi- uh, van difficulties. <laughs> that was uh, kind of an ongoing thing. We 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 Aww. faced a bunch of stuff. I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit later. But, uh, okay. yeah, it was, okay. it was quite quite a trial, yeah, I will say. Oh, okay. Well, we'll talk about that a little later. And again, in more of a, a positive way, how you guys made it through the uh, trials and tribulations you had. Um, not, you know, not talking about the complications that I'm sure that it unfortunately caused you guys. Well, that's what's important, you know. It's about getting through what's exactly. throwing you. And if you can't, you know, that's just that's just the way we are, though. We're, we try to persevere. Cool. Very cool. So let's then let's start out a little bit and we can, you know, we can skip around. You can kind of, you know, pull me in whatever direction you want to go, so to speak. But um, let's start out talking a little bit about just you growing up. Are you originally from Atlanta, Georgia? Is that where you grew up as a kid? Um, I was born in Florida. Okay. And then when I was about five, my parents and I had moved to Georgia. I grew up with a brother and a sister. I've always been uh, creative, whether it was building things, drawing things. I'm not a good artist, by the way. I'm terrible. Uh, writing music. Well, it's all subjective. Picking up new things <laughs> and trying to – of course. Yeah, there you go. Uh, just I've always just been a very uh, you know hands-on kind of person, like just kind of getting into whatever I could, whatever sounded cool, I was going to be a part of it. Like whatever I was presented to me, I would definitely try to you know do. So that's just kind of the way nice. I've always been. Nice. So – Real quick, what made your parents uh, move from Florida, which is interesting, um, to Atlanta, Georgia? Was it employment or job situations? Yes, it was. Uh, it was to get uh, just like a new start somewhere else. Okay. And if you don't mind me asking, what do your parents do for a living? I like to incorporate just interesting stuff that people are not <laughs> going to find anywhere else for you guys. But again, I get yeah, comfort yeah. level. So if it's something you don't want to talk about, be like, nah, and we'll just move on. Well, no, uh, my mother's a dermatologist. And my oh, father wow. works for Coke. Yeah. Wow. Very. And what does your dad do for Coke? Is he like advertising or management? He handles like he handles uh, distribution for like a couple of sectors like around Atlanta. Very cool. Wow. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. See, that's interesting. People won't hear that anywhere else. Um, no, it's true. Okay, it's the first guys... time I've ever been asked that. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Very cool. Like I said, I mean, I'm a, like I said, joke around in the beginning, but truthfully, I'm a clinical psychologist. I really like to. You know, I do a lot of research on the people I interview, and I want to try to incorporate, you know, interesting stuff that people, like I said, won't find anywhere else. Definitely. Um, Interviews are supposed to be personal as it is, so. Cool. Okay, so you you moved to Atlanta, Georgia. You're kind of young, like you said at the time. You're about five years old, um, and you're, mm-hmm. in, like you said, you're a creative person. When do you start to get an interest in, in music and singing? I started getting an interest in music um, in eighth grade when I'd signed up for middle school. They did like, you know, band and all that stuff. So I joined, you know, band. I played clarinet, bass clarinet for about five, six years. I had never actually gone into chorus, which is ironic to me to this day because I'm a singer. Um, I didn't start out as a singer, though. I I was actually a guitar player and a bassist and actually played bass in a few bands, never really guitar. Bass was more my thing for some reason. Maybe it was just a little bit simpler. <laughs> okay. But not really to some, because real bass is actually legit. If you've actually seen a real bass player, but anyway, that's besides the point. But as right, I said, right. So I was always into like you know, music. I did the marching band thing, and then in about eighth grade, I think it was, 
I got my first guitar and started playing and, you know, I would, you know, I'd listen to bands that played guitar and sang or whatever, and I would try to sing along. And, you know, I was, I was originally not very good at singing. I had no range whatsoever, which is hilarious if you listen to our music now. Right, Uh, right. I couldn't sing high at all or any of that stuff. But, you know, with practice and, you know, wanting something bad enough, you can do anything. I feel like I just kept at it and kept at it and didn't stop. And I mean, I think we've landed in a pretty good place now. Uh, it's oh, just absolutely. one of those things that, you know, you just want it bad enough. I was in a bunch of local bands. I did that whole thing for a long time. But, you know, I finally okay. arrived at so, a place where I think I can finally see, like, the fruits of the labor, you know, finally definitely. in my hands. Definitely. <laughs> and we're definitely going to get to that part and talk about, like you said, all the hard work and effort and perseverance that you put in along the way to yeah. get to where you guys, you know, are today. So you're in eighth grade, like you said, you're getting involved in singing a little bit. Did you, outside of, you know, singing in probably, like you said, band and choruses and things like that, did you take any formal lessons? Not really. I didn't start any okay. kind of professional training until I recorded my first album with a different band. And it was only because the producer's wife happened to be a vocal coach. And when I got in the room and she kind of started talking to me, she was like, you're already like too far into this. Like you've already got your own way of doing things. Singing is a very complicated thing. I, I thought about right. it the other day when I was sitting down and I was like, man, it's really weird how these sounds come out of people's throats. And it's just, I, I thought really weirdly about it. And then I was like, hmm, I'm probably just going to leave this alone and just <laughs> do what's natural and just let right. it happen. But, you know, so she was like, I'll teach you how to keep your voice in shape. How about that? And that was pretty much what it was. She gave me a few bits of advice and pretty much taught me how to maintain my voice on tour, which was enormously beneficial. Um, You will not learn that kind of stuff. You've you've got to train and it's, you know, any band just going out there for the first time, you know, if you're not taking care of your your body and stuff, you're not going to last a week. It's easy. Right. So if you don't mind me asking what we're like, maybe like, you know, the top, like, one, like, two or three things that she said to you that you found, like, invaluable? One of the things is uh, trying not to talk as, as you know, or talking as little as possible after a show. You know, obviously, you mm-hmm. want to talk to people and, you know, meet everyone, which is very difficult for an emerging band. But that's one of the things that after the talking and everything, I do, you know, shut up for the rest of the night while we're driving or something like <laughs> right. that. I will, uh, you know, there's a lot of different... Um, you know, herbs and spices you can mix together to make things that will actually soothe their voice. There's a million different, you know, options as far as that goes. I got a few as far as using like honey and echinacea and ginseng and ginger roots. And I'm, you know, I could go on and on about that. But, uh, you know, the other thing is properly warming up and warming down after each show as well. Um, Scales, uh, different, uh, you know, words or expressions or sounds right. they're very weird if you heard anyone doing them you'd think they were insane right <laughs> right right now i know what but, you're talking about but they right. make sense to us it's like a little you know secret cult where we you know we're, we know what we're doing right we think no that's cool that's that's great that like you said you have that person to guide you because you're right you can blow your vocals out i'm sure especially with what you're doing in terms of you oh, know, yeah. going back and forth between the, the screaming and the, you know, the beautiful singing you do. So I can't imagine, right, what could happen yeah, if you're not doing it properly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so when would, when did you get into your first band? How old were you when you first got into a band singing? I think I was 15. Yeah, I was 15. Okay. 
was a band called uh, Emery Drive. We recorded our first EP when we were 16. I think it might still be on iTunes. Emery Drive, uh, tragically, it's hilarious. Not hilarious. It's just like <laughs> going back. I mean, it was good. It was good for like how old we were. Right. But uh, it was it was fun. Like we we did some stuff. Like you know stuff that I never thought we would do at 16 with that record. But and nothing as serious as we're doing now. But it's nice to see the the progress, the evolution, the that's cool. everything that's involved is crazy. And what type of music was was that similar to what you're doing now, or was it a different type Not of genre? Not really. It no. was more like alternative rock, I would say. Okay, nice. But more really alternative. Cool. I don't know. I guess it's a very broad genre, but there wasn't nearly as much electronics or stuff like that. This is very, um, what we did was a little different than I think even what's on the radar now. So, I don't know. Okay, okay. So getting through, you know, you get through high school, you graduate high school. Do you Did you go on to college or any additional schooling or were you pretty much focused on I was going to, to I was I had taken my SATs and everything I was applying okay. I was getting ready to go to college and then um you know I got approached by the label to pick up one of my bands at the time so I was like I could give this a shot and go to college maybe a different time so that's exactly what I did Cool so was that the first band that was signed to Imogen Uh yes it was Okay. Okay. No, because I was well, reading the, a little bit about. Well, not the first band ever, but we it was, it was how I got connected with them. If that's what you're asking. Okay. That's what. I, yeah. So did you have numerous? Yes, but that. But that band dissolved. What's that? Go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was saying. Uh, but that band dissolved uh, not too long after the signing, and that's when separate. You know, separations came into play. Right, right. That's what I was getting at. Right, because that's what I'd read. It sounded like you were with another band, and then eventually that, for whatever reason, you guys departed. And I guess some of the members, and we'll get into that a little later. Right from separate yeah. from that band, came to form. And, that, and that's exactly okay. how it became that too. Wow. Okay. Okay. So that's pretty quickly then after you graduate high school that you get into this this band that gets. Um, how did you guys even get noticed by Imogen? We did a showcase uh, for a fight at the World Congress Center here in Atlanta. It was on DirecTV and everything. It was for the welterweight championship. We'd met this fighter at a bar, and we were like, oh, he's a fighter. Oh, we're a band. Okay, cool. Like, you know, we didn't really think (laughs) anything of it. We hung out later that night. He listened to some of our music, and he's like, I love this. Like, can you guys, like, perform live while I'm walking out to go fight this dude? And we're like, oh, wow. Sure. Sure, we'll do that. He said, by the way, to the World Congress Center, it's going to be a pay-per-view event, blah, blah, blah. And we're just like, oh, okay, cool. Literally the next day, like, we got a few calls from people about that. And uh, it was very cool. But we, you know, we're very familiar also with how the music industry can be. So we were very careful with, you know, who we talked to or what we did and any decisions Mm -hmm. that were made. It was all very well thought out. It was all a collective but, you know, one of the bull was this other guy who knew a guy who was inevitably tied to Imagine. So that's how it happened. Oh, okay, great. That's awesome, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, you have to be careful, too. And it's it's a shame, but there's so many people that, you know, don't have the right intentions and can be very manipulative. And so it's it's smart that you guys, like you said, kind of 
you know, we're doing your homework and making sure oh, yeah. we're we've, taking advantage of it. We've been through the ringer a few times, so we know. Uh, oh, no. I know I'm definitely one of the people that knows how they can be, and that's why I am the way I am when it comes to certain things. So you right. learn the hard way, you though, do- and that's sometimes the best way, honestly. Right, right. I mean, do you ever feel like you have this, you know, heightened sense of just paranoia because you feel that people, unfortunately, might be usually out to get you in the wrong way and not oh i definitely do do, but i'm not exactly i'm not i'm not like aggressive or obsessive over it either though like i'm definitely willing to give someone a chance and i will definitely talk to someone but the moment something doesn't seem right like i'm out right it's very simple (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, you get that gut feeling sometimes and like you said from your past experiences there's certain uh behaviors and things that you'll pick up on right away and you'll be like Mm -hmm. not a good situation (laughs) right yeah, there's a so, few okay. key signs you can tell when anyone's got bad attention. You know, yeah, it's very obvious. Definitely. definitely. Um, all right, so let's do this because I want to definitely fit in two songs tonight. Let's um, talk a little bit about Dream Eater, which is the title track off your album, and it's, it's phenomenal. And I know that you have Tyler Carter on it <laughs> from Issues, too, as a yes. feature. Yes. Very cool. So why don't you give us a little bit of background on just the concept, the content of that song, and then how Tyler became involved in that, and then we'll uh, check it out. So Dream Eater, I was going through a pretty difficult time um, when I was writing that song. Uh, Pretty much everything that was going good in my life literally ceased to exist overnight. A lot of really bad situations came about, and I found myself with this, like, identity crisis, and I didn't even know what it was until, like, like in hindsight looking back like what really happened to me at that point in life okay it was just very uh difficult very emotional um just a lot of just not good things happening to me and nothing like trouble as far as that goes but just like a lot of emotion I'm a very uh I guess sensitive person as people have told me uh when it comes to you know caring about people and things like that so a lot of stuff had happened I was running away from a lot of feelings I was really just in a bad place and that's kind of where I came up with the concept for the entire record of dream eater is like this unexplainable force that just drains your energy and robs you of all your hope and it's just darkness Mm -hmm. and there's nothing you can do about it until you actually turn around you know suit up and actually face your fears and that's kind of the whole concept of the record I was able to incorporate that into every song uh, great. Like Dream Eater being the the main focal point, the main true battle between, you know, the hero and his fears. So that's pretty much, and that's uh, was portrayed in our artwork as well, with the uh, you know the Wolf of Thorns, which is like this you know symbol for you know just your fears like manifesting into a physical form. Interesting. Okay. Very mm-hmm. interesting. Well, thank. I mean, thank you for sharing that. I can. I'm sure a lot of people can personally relate to just, again, generically what you're talking about when you, you know, get into these situations and you're trying to figure out, like you said, who you are and, and move forward and not back down from um, whatever fears are in front of you. So, yeah. Yeah, totally change is scary. You know, it's hard. It is. You know, you know yep. feeling anything, yep. being involved with anything, you know, putting your emotions on, you know, on the table, it's hard. But, you know, it's definitely, definitely. something that you can, you can learn from and, and grow from as well. Mhm. Absolutely. And real quick, how did um Tyler Carter get uh integrated into uh doing the song with you guys? Well, we'd known the guys from Issues for a while. We uh me and Brad had tracked uh, songs with uh Josh who's in Issues 
And uh, the idea came up while we were in the studio. It's like, hey, let's get Tyler Carter on a song. That'd probably be pretty good for us, huh? So we did. We just uh, we hit him up. We had him do the write something for the bridge and Dream Eater. It turned out awesome, and that was it. <laughs> They're well, really cool. That was really cool, cool. for them to do that. Yeah, no, definitely. It's a great track, and it's, it's like we said, doing so well. Congratulations again for uh, number yeah, 40 on the Yeah, thank you. It was, it was crazy waking up to that this morning. That was That was very exciting. That's awesome. That's a good Very way cool. to start the day. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll hold on, and uh, we'll check out the song, and then we'll come back and uh, do some more of the interview, okay? All right. All right. All right, everyone, again, vocalist Will Carter from the Hard Rock Electronic, oh, gosh, Electronic Core. It's hard for me to say that. Uh, band Separations. We're going to check out their hit single right now, Dream Eater. As we mentioned, it is number 40 on the active rock chart. So we'll check it out and then we'll be back in a moment.
All right, everyone, welcome back to the Carrie Edelman Show. Again, Separations with their hit single, Dream Eater, which is the uh, title track off the album, so be sure to pick up a copy of it now because the debut album is currently out. And let's bring Tyler back on. Sorry, not Tyler. Sorry, that was a Freudian slip. Uh, Will, back on. Is that Will? It's all, it's all about Tyler when uh, you hear him sing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wrong day. Wrong day. I, you don't even, I don't, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. you. <laughs> you, you die to hear what I do for a living off the air. I'll uh, send you a, a private message. Um, then you'll really get a kick out of it. But um, anyway, great track. Um, you guys did a great job with it. And, you know, the album is just, it's definitely stacked solid with tons of, you know, amazing songs. Definitely. We, we tried to make sure that every song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. No, we, we tried to make sure every song was, was awesome on this one. <laughs> Yeah, really, really cool. Just to just to digress a tiny bit, so before Separations, like you said, formed, how long was the other band together? And, again, you don't have to go into detail if you don't feel comfortable, but what were some of the dynamics that, you know, led to the departure of the other band? Uh, that band was together for about a year and a half, and it was, you know, just to keep, like, a long story short, like, we just ended up that deciding that it wasn't for us, so we decided to part ways. We, okay. you know, settled upon writing a heavier style of music, and then Separations came to be. Very cool. And Separations has been together for approximately a year and a half-ish? This band has been together for about, like, with a lot, like, we pretty much, me and a bunch of friends recorded this album. We didn't do anything with it for a while because we wanted to just, you know, keep it away for a while. We had no intention of releasing it, no nothing. And then a new band had gotten together, so I've been with that band for about three months now. And then then is when we were comfortable to, you know, divulge the album and all that. Okay, gotcha. All right. So with this album, how long did it take you guys to put this together in terms of, I mean, it's, you know, definitely full-length album you got there. Um, How long did that take in terms of the writing process, recording? It was about a three-month process with a break in between. We did five songs, and then we came back and did the rest. It was uh, all done in Florida with uh, James Paul Wisner, and uh, he's yes. he's by far one of my favorite uh, producers. He's done a lot of my favorite records. Um, he's he's just really a great guy who has a lot to teach you as far as music and just living in general. It's it's really incredible the things I've been able to learn from him as far as like the things I think about in the morning and like how I'll try to perceive my day if things, you know, don't go as I want Very them to. Cool. Just, he's taught me a lot of cool, you know, psychological things. Very cool. Very cool. What is, again, if you don't want me asking, what are a couple of the things that he shared with you that you just, again, find valuable to just like changing you said, help your, start out you know, your day? Yeah, it's just like little things, like, you know, like just like thinking to yourself, like, you know, like leaving your baggage at the door kind of deal. Like, okay, yesterday mm-hmm. is done. Here's a new day with a bunch of possibilities, and any of them are possible if you just reach out and go and do it. You don't have to be perfect. Just give it your best, and then the day after that will be the same. You have the chance to do it all over again, and that's every day. That's every. That's your day-in-day day cool. kind of deal. I like that. I'm going to incorporate that. Thank you for sharing that <laughs> into my life. Oh, of course. But, um, no, it's well, really cool. You. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. But you've known him for a while, right? I read somewhere that I have. I've known I've known James since I was nineteen. I'm twenty four now, so Wow. Okay. And how did you did you just meet him from previous recordings and stuff or how did you meet him? I got wind of him through 
a friend of mine's band who went and worked with him and I heard their new record because I've, I've heard them before and I heard their new record and I was like, okay, some kind of magical sorcery happened because y'all are like way better than you were and this record's <laughs> incredible and all this stuff. I come to find out, you know, I was like, I want to work with this guy. So at the time, the project I was with, we, we did a record with him and it was absolutely incredible. The best thing I've ever done. So the second time with wow. separations, knowing how he works and how we work, um, it was just this great blend. We all knew each other. It wasn't uncomfortable. It was this perfect situation where we were just really vibing off of each other and just really putting everything we had into this record. That's cool. But it sounds like you said personality-wise, too, you guys really gelled and we really got each other. And I think that's so important, too, when you're, you know, working with musicians because you can be the best musicians in the world. But if you're not connecting on that other level, it's, oh, just, it's not going to work, yeah. you know? It's, it, it takes everything away from the physical aspect of it and just connect on a mental level is a totally different situation. It'll bring out totally mm-hmm. different ideas and make the situation overall more enjoyable and more relatable. Definitely, definitely. So were you living with him when you were down in Florida or were you guys like in a separate kind of place renting something? How did that work? Essentially, we uh, we got like a little hotel, like just like a little place we could sleep pretty much, and we were at his house pretty much all day, every day, and then he'd be like, "All right, I'm tired, get out." <laughs> kind of deal. But we were literally, we were literally like in there all the time, just doing whatever we could. Wow, that's cool. What other yeah. what other types of things did you guys do down there? If you had some free time, was there anything interesting that you guys enjoyed doing? We did the... a few little things. Uh, there's like there's like this cool like little rope swing river kind of deal that we it was behind his house we'd go out and do that like in between sessions. Um, a lot of us play video games in the band, so we all had our you know method of playing whatever video game we wanted to. Um, nice. We would go and do mini golf. There's a we were we were we were in like a vacation spot, so like there's a bunch of like little tourist attractions. They're like, oh come here and do this. So a little mini golf, a little here and there. Uh, 7-Eleven was a big thing for us. We we never saw anything like that, so that was right. <laughs> great fun. Yeah, we love that 7-Eleven. Very cool, very cool. Definitely, yeah. No, there's there's not there, where I'm located. We have 7-Elevens, we got the Wawas, but um, yeah, there's certain things on the east yeah. coast, right? That towards you guys, it's all west, terrible for you. Don't get. <laughs> right, right. There you go. So you have those. Probably for the yeah, best. Very it's probably cool. for the best. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your approach to writing a song. I'm sure it's diverse, but do you have any particular, you know, method? Do you come up with some vocal melodies and lyrics, or does someone come up with a guitar riff? How do you guys, you know, approach it? If there is some type of well, essentially, I'll vibe off of, you know, yeah, I'll I'll vibe off of a guitar riff or something. I'll I'll hum a melody to it, and everything I've ever written about has been something I've experienced in life in some way. I, I try to write about things that I know people can relate to. That's one of the big things mm-hmm. I like to do because I feel like if they can't relate to the song, they're not going to relate to anything you're trying to portray. I mean, I definitely, you know, am one of the people that likes to write music for other people as well as, you know, getting a few things off of my chest. It kind of, it's like the symbiotic relationship, I guess you could say, where it's just, mm-hmm. here's this, here's that kind of deal. But it's, that's just how I do it. I just, I'll hum something. I'll be. I'll have lyrics already written that I'll, you know, just kind of if they fit the song, they fit. And sometimes I'll have to come back around and try something else. It just depends on how natural. Dream Eater was a very natural song. As soon as I heard it, like the lyrics came like crazy. I think we wrote that song in a day. 
realistically. Wow, that's great. So it was it was very cool how it just kind of just came together for that one in particular. Definitely. And they always say sometimes, right, the best songs are the ones that are written pretty quickly. So very cool. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not about how much time you spend. Like, you know, some of the best songs are written in just a few hours, believe it or not. Right. So right. it's possible. And um, definitely, definitely. How did you guys come up with the name Separations, which I think it fits you guys um, very well because your your sound, your style, everything is, I think, really does, quote, unquote, separate you guys apart from what's going on that, out there today. And I think that's cool to have something unique and different and not be this kind of cookie-cutter band. Um, so tell yeah, us a little jokingly, bit about that's what we that say. <laughs> Is jokingly, it? that's what we say. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like, oh, we're separating ourselves from everyone else. It's like, nah, it's not really, like, what, how it happened. The, the reality of it is the separations came from the separating of other bands to form this one. So that was kind of the idea. It's like, oh, I'm cool. leaving this one. I'm leaving this one. We're all going to join this one. Oh, separations. Cool. I like it. It sounds cool. It has yeah. meaning to it. Yeah, I like that. It means something. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. but now we joke about it. It's like, yeah, we're trying to be different, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. But, it has uh, uh, you know, multi-layers to it, so to speak. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really yeah cool. Did you Were you concerned of being so different in terms of your sound when you guys were coming out? Like, uh-oh, is this going to be, you know, too much of a digression and people might have a difficulty catching on to it? Or no, you weren't really concerned about anything like that? It's hilarious because realistically this is the only heavy thing I've ever written in my life and to be honest I didn't even listen to bands in this genre whatsoever like members of my bands are people who showed me bands like Issues and all that stuff and I like it now it's very cool to hear it but like I went into this into this pretty much like growing up on like some older like used records or like old Chiodos and stuff like that. I really didn't have too right. much of a grasp on it, which I think honestly ended up being beneficial because I went in with the mindset of like, okay, I don't really listen to a lot of heavy music. I want to write this stuff to be geared towards people that maybe haven't listened to it either or would be finding it more like acceptable, like with the more legible screaming and the big chorus hooks in every song. So I thought that it would be a good approach for this genre specifically. Right, right. And did you screen before in other bands? I mean, again, because I apologize, I don't know some of your earlier stuff. I mean, to jump into something like this where you really are, you know, doing some heavy screaming. Yeah. Um, to be honest, no, I never, I never screamed in a band. I. Uh, oh my god. I, I, I used to be able to do it when I was like fourteen and was like joke around listening to some crappy music, but. Um. No, I, I, I never, I guess, done it in a setting that would have to be presented to people. So wow. it was it uh, interesting toll? to say the least. Yeah. I mean, did it initially take a toll on your voice? Not really. Surprisingly. Wow. Okay. And I was so blown away. Like the first tour I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to be toast in a week. I know it. I know how I work. I know music right. is going to be over. And surprisingly it was fine. It was perfectly fine. Good. It didn't affect me. I just did my methods and did everything I needed to do. And you know, when you do it right, you're fine as long as you're you're controlling yourself and knowing what you're doing. I mean, I think right. a lot of bands that do this, you know, it sounds crazy, but it's a muscle and it can be trained just like any muscle. Right, right. No, that's great. That's great to hear. Um, all right, cool. Well, that's, I had a hard time because there were so many other ones that I liked on the album. And, again, if we did more of a 
concept show or something where I could go through song after song and just have you kind of, you know, go through the content and things like that, that would be great. But, I mean, Lights Out is a great song, Upper Hand's a great song, but one of my personal favorites was Release Me. I thought that was a really cool track. Um, oh, so, Replace Me? Release Me? Oh, I'm sorry, Replace, uh, replace me. me. Replace Me, I'm sorry. I wrote Release yeah, Me, that was, my that was, instead of Replace. That was one of my yeah, favorite ones, me. too. Yeah, no, I feel you, I feel you. Um, yeah, that was definitely one of my favorites to write, too. A um, lot of very emotional song uh, for me. But it was definitely something that needed to be said. Was that about, if you want me asking, was it about, you know, relationship stuff? I mean, in terms of the content yeah, of the song was, and what you're singing about? Exactly. I mean, it's it's very obvious, you know, like how sure. how obvious it is that it's about a relationship. Um, but it's about, you know, you know, being able, you can live your life without the person you love. But, you know, you're just, it, you just feel like a shell when you're out there, when you don't have that person, when you depend on someone so much. It's like, yeah, I can I can live and I can do the daily things. But at that point, I don't know if I'm living or not. And it was kind of like, you know, accepting the fact that, you know, you could be replaced in someone else's life and you can move on and you can live your life with or without that person. Right. And you'll find your life no matter what. Either way, it's going to eventually, you know, happen to where you're going to be okay again. Right. Okay. Cool. Well, I'll put you on hold. Thanks for, you know, sharing that. And uh, we'll check out and replace me. And then uh, we'll come back and, you know, think about some upcoming things that you guys have that you want to share with the listeners in terms of any shows, events, things like that. Okay? Sure. Very cool. All right. Cool. Hold on again, Will. All right. All right, everyone, we're going to check out Replace Me. As I said, it's uh, definitely one of my favorite tracks off of uh, Separation's album, Dream Eater, which is out now. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk with Will about upcoming stuff for Separations and uh, what's in the future. All right, but for now, let's check out Replace Me. Thank you. 
everyone. Welcome back to the Carrie Edelman Show. Again, Replace Me, really cool track by Separations, and I really think it you know, showcases a different side of them, too, in terms of, again, uh, Will's uh, beautiful vocals and with some, you know, slight screaming there in the bridge going on. So, again, great track. Be sure to check out their album, Dream Eater, and pick up a copy today. Download it on iTunes, etc. So let's bring Will back on. All right, well, great Hello. song. Really love that song. Really, really cool. Thank you. It's definitely Very one of cool my stuff. favorites, too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And please, because I don't want to leave the band members out, please, um, you know, introduce each of the band members and maybe tell us something interesting about each of them. You know, maybe it's, uh, I don't know, where they went to college or, you know, something unique about them. Yeah, so we got uh, uh, Miles Priest on guitar. He's a ginger. So that's pretty cool, okay. I guess. <laughs> he has no soul. <laughs> I'm just joking. All right. Uh, we have... Uh, <laughs> Tyler Whitfield um, is the other guitar player. And uh, let's see, something. Tyler is just an interesting person as it is. Like, if anyone ever met him and anyone listening or anyone that is hearing this would know exactly what I'm saying when I say Tyler Whitfield is an interesting person. (laughs) Well, tell us something Uh, what's interesting about him. He's just wild. He'll he'll do (laughs) anything. He's crazy. Okay, so he's a risk taker? He's just. He's a wild man. I, I never met him. He's a wild like man. Him. Okay. Yeah. He's a wild man. Cool. Uh, then you got you got Brendan Worthington, uh, who's just very quiet. Uh, some of the times I don't even know if Brendan is around. He's just he's there, and I know the sound is coming out, so he must be there. He just uh, he you know plays, he doesn't really talk too much. What does he play? Yeah, bass. By the way. Oh, I was just you know that's so funny you said that. I'm sorry. I don't mean to profile bassist again. I was in and out of it's bands true, for a though. while. It's just and something about bass they do. players. They tend they just, to be a little quieter. Yeah. They do their thing, and then they're they're good. And I'm fine with right, it because right. it's not causing any problems, so it's great. <laughs> right. So, Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's all okay. good. He's very into anime and stuff like that, and I am too, so that's that's one of the things we do share that we do have in common. Okay. And then we have uh, uh, Thomas Pinson on the drums, and Thomas is a real go-getter. He's He's just that guy, though. He's just... You know, he he's just followed by problems. Like, he's a great guy. He's got great intentions. But, like, you know, like the first day of tour, he cut his hand wide open, and we almost had oh, to not no. play a show. He just – accidents like to follow this poor kid, and I wish I could help him, but I can't. He's just right. that guy. <laughs> oh, cool. Cool. Well, again, it sounds like you guys yeah. have a, a great, you know, team to, there in terms of your band members mm-hmm. and working with each other. So that's really cool. Um so what else is uh, coming up for you guys? Any more shows coming up, or where are you guys at right now? We're taking a little break right now, but we do have a few things that I can't really say just yet lined up for uh, for the coming okay. months. Nice. But we'll be back out on the road doing some stuff here pretty soon, and we'll have a few Very things cool. to go along with releases for the record and stuff like that as well. Cool. Very cool. Well, yeah, I mean, please, you know, plug your social media sites where people can find you. And, um, yeah, it was a pleasure having you on. I wish you guys much success with the band. Yes, thank you so much. And we, everything is uh, at Separations Band except for our uh, Facebook, which is Separations Official. But we love to talk to everybody, anyone that wants to message us. We try to get back to everyone. But uh, otherwise, uh, thank you so much for having uh, me. It's been fun. Yeah. No, it's, it's it's great. you got some great stuff going on, and I really wish you a lot of success. Because like you said, you guys have worked really hard to get to where you are today, and we all know how challenging that can be. 
Um, and again, if you have any new music in the future, you're you're always welcome back on the show. Well, thank you so much. That means the world to me. We'll definitely uh, keep trying to strike out with this one, and hopefully everything uh, works out, you know? Yes, absolutely. I'll keep an eye out for you guys. So thanks so much again, Will, and again, much success to all you guys. Awesome. Well, thank you, Carrie, and I will uh, talk to you soon, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah, keep in touch, all right? Will do. Okay, have a great night. Bye. You too. Bye. All right, everyone, again, Will Crafton from the band Separations. And if for some reason you tuned in late to the show, a podcast will be available to download. After the show is over, you can check it out on my station page or you can go to iTunes. I have them there under the Carrie Edelman Show for free. So, again, great interview with uh, Will Crafton. Be sure to pick up Separations' album, Dream Eater, which is out now. And just to tie things up, um, please uh, follow me at, on, uh, sorry, at Carrie Edelman. On Twitter, if you follow me, I will follow you back. You can also befriend me on Facebook. I love to keep keep in touch with people personally that way, too. And please become a fan of the Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook so you can keep up with upcoming uh, interviews that I have. I'm trying to do at least one a week now and uh, have some in the works, but haven't solidified any specific dates yet with some more bands that I have coming on. So, again, thank you so much for tuning in tonight, and have a great night. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.